in this match. If it's a war, you can say whatever you want. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed did. I think New York did. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. is March 2nd, at the earliest if you're listening to this. It could be March 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Where the fuck did February go? I don't know, but you know what the best news is? Bobby Lashley is the WWE Champion. Well, we can only hope. Maybe. He deserves it. He really does. Maybe, because we, we are recording this before Raw, so we don't know. Although, I, I do think that, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of shenanigans. I think that you'll see Drew interfere, you'll see Sheamus interfere, you'll see the Hurt Business interfere. And Miz will weasel his way out of Raw with a title. And then at Fastlane, they will do Miz and Bobby again, where Bobby wins. And they will do Drew and Sheamus, winner gets the shot at Mania. And then that sets up Drew's big win in front of people. Yeah, and you know what? All of that's okay. No, Miz, Miz, I think Bobby destroying Miz on Raw and getting a clean title win would pop a good rating. And I think that's what they should do, but it's not what they're going to do. But I, 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 do you think it's a bad option, the one you just put out? Kind of. I mean, because I, it's just, it all goes back to Drew having bad luck. I think if, I think if you got a bigger bump than what you did last week, it wouldn't be a bad decision, but it's like, okay, Miz, and I'm not saying Lashley will move, move the needle, but the direction you want to go is Lashley at Mania and Miz didn't move the media, move the needle as champion at all. So just get it off him. I'm okay. I'm okay. With either one of those things happening. Don't get me wrong. If, if Miz... If Lashley walks into WrestleMania with a title, they've done something right. If Miz does retain, I'm not going to fucking cancel the network and like throw a fit. I just think... Tony, you must cancel the network if the Miz wins. Well, I think I'm going to cancel the network just because they're moving to Peacock. Yeah, and, what day and, is that and how do we operate it? So, I think... Don't quote me on this because I don't know. But I think it's going to be like a soft launch. So, you'll still be able to use the network all of March... It's like you'll be able to watch Fastlane on the network, but Fastlane is also the first pay-per-view on Peacock. And then by April, it'll be exclusively Peacock in the U.S. But I, from what I read, accounts aren't moving over automatically because everywhere else besides the United States, the network is still staying the same. It's just the U.S. is moving to Peacock. Well, I mean, if all you have to do is go on something and click a button, that's fine. Well, no, like, I think you'll just have to sign up for Peacock if you don't already have it. Yeah. But... Well, you have to cancel your network subscription, too. That's the question. I, I But I already no. own Peacock through so my yeah, cable provider. Yes, yeah, so you don't provider. have to do anything. So do I have to do anything? No, you just have to... Or do I, like, and how do I even get there when I get... To, like, how do I... If I want to watch something on the network on Peacock, how do I do that? I guess you'll find out March 19th. I don't, I don't know. It's better than May 19th. I guess so. Oh, do you have your review ready? Oh, fuck, I don't. I hate you. I hate me, too? No, I hate you, because last week you are like, oh, next week I promise. Well, oh, next week I promise. We'll no, have it. No, no, fuck off. It. This is, it was a rough week for me. Leave me alone. How was it a rough week? I just, I just, I broke down in the truck again. <laughs> you need a new truck. My, 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 uh, my week was not great, and I, and I, I did nothing all weekend, and I forgot. Yeah, you did nothing all weekend. I forgot that I had, I forgot that I had to do this. You need to journey into the darkness. I need to journey into the darkness. That's what you need to do. I am so sorry. I forgot something I even had to do. This week was, it was a bad week for me. I see, I see what your priorities are. What? Not reviewing this book. Tinder and pizza? Yeah, right. I, that's what it is. Kane should be your number one priority. Uh, you know what? And I agree with you. 
I, I need to fall into the inferno. I need to journey into you the need darkness. You journey into the darkness. And I will, if you, I will, you could slap me live on this podcast. With, with Glenn week. Jacob Calloway. Oh, God. And Paul Grimm. And Paul Grimm. <laughs> I will, if you could slap me as hard as you can on this podcast next week, live, if I don't have a review ready. I don't want to do that, but all right. No, you're going to do it. But you're not going to have to. You'll have a review ready. I should make it be like the first eight chapters now, because you fucking. It's supposed to be the first three chapters of the past two weeks. You can chop. You can. You can give me a knife edge. For every week that I didn't have it, if I don't have one done next week. How about I cut your finger off like one week at a time? No, that's, let's not do that. I need my fingers. Well, I thought you were confident. I am confident. You know what? You can cut my finger off live on this podcast next week heard, if I don't have a review already. Heard it here first. I have several knives, and some sewer drivers. If you want to. I have to call Randy Orton. You can put you, you can put you can you can you can grab my my ear gauges if you want to. But you don't have those. I'll get them. I like that better. If you don't have a review ready next week, you have to get gauges. Bro, could you imagine what I would look like with gauges? <laughs> I can, and it's quite hysterical. <laughs> the fucking people would look at me and they'd be like, they weren't they weren't exactly sure if something would be wrong, but they know something won't be right. Fun fact: When I was a a sophomore on the high school football team. A certain member of the senior class was trying to haze me into getting my ears pierced. You were a sophomore? It was not my grade. No, no, it wasn't your grade. I didn't say it was. You implied. I did, I did not imply. I'm just telling a story. Okay, continue. So it got to the point where they took me to the mall, but since I was under 18, they needed parental consent, so I got out of it. That's awesome. But I almost... I could probably name one or two people that I think it would be. I mean, I'll tell you who it was when we're done with this segment. Oh, yeah, I know, but I can but, guess... You probably could. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, well, I'll guess after because I think I know who it is. Okay. But anyway, we got some, some stuff to talk about. We're going to get into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards debate. It will have its own segment. Mike claims he's not angry, but he seems pretty angry. I am not angry. You seem, you seem pretty angry. You were, I feel like you got, I feel like we should have recorded this Friday or Saturday. Oh, this 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 was this podcast was getting canceled if if if, if we recorded because you had time you had time Friday. to you had time to like simmer down yeah but I wish you didn't oh I was straight you, up you can't steaming on Friday if you're not mad now I will accept that but you can't tell me you weren't mad at I was a little minutes. angry okay I was a little angry and I'm I'm still a little angry a couple minutes. there you go I, I, but, I got an idea what I'm going to what I'm going to be angry about is not what you think it's going to be. You already told me what you're angry about. No, I no, I didn't. Oh boy. And uh, that specific thing, I am angry about because it makes no sense. And I want to slap people who voted for it. But we'll get there. We'll go over all the awards. What, what I'm going to bring up, and then you can't, you can't disagree, or I'm going to fight you, uh, is true. Um, we will also talk about AEW Revolution that is coming up this Sunday. We will give our picks for all the matches and where we think everything's going to go. Also, uh, the news this week is pretty much all New Japan. All New Japan and uh, the, re- the re-emergence of a uh, certain tag team. Oh, yeah, that too. Because I would really like to get into that. Okay. And, yeah, I forgot uh, about that. That too, yeah. And, uh, um, but we'll talk about the New Japan Cup, the bracket for that just came out. We'll talk a little about, a little, a little about El Desperado because I think his uh, push key is well-deserved. And we will also get into the news that the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP Heavyweight Championship have merged and we're getting a new title. Get a new belt. New strap. I feel like people would be mad because that IWGP well, Heavyweight title is It's about is goddamn time. I know one person who's very not mad that they, got, that they got. Well, in fairness, he just wanted it fixed. He didn't want a new design. 
True. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all that and more. So stick around. It should be fun. It will be a big show. So we are kicking off the news this week with a little independent pro wrestling news. At Luke Gallows, or I guess he's Doc Gallows now. At Doc Gallows, Larieto Pro. Does from, he own that? Or he does. Book it? Okay. He owns it. Um, at his show this past Saturday in Georgia, uh, a tag team returned. Well, I guess one half of it. One half was advertised. The other half was a surprise. So uh, Kaz XL and Enzo are back in the saddle again. Good. Yeah? Uh, you know what? I'm happy for Kaz. He went through some shit. He, he, I think he, he commented after how it felt good it felt to be back, and he's right off that step 12. So, you know what? He had some problems, and, you know, he got a fix. That's very, very respectable. Absolutely. And if I was Mark Carano or Vince McMahon, I would ship a contract immediately. Well, I don't know. You'll have to go on Enzo's Twitter and, like, uh, watch the promo video he put up, and he pretty much shit on that company, so... I know it doesn't matter. That, that I'm doesn't just saying matter. I don't necessarily know if he has the desire. That was, that was a whole whole ass mess. I what happened with Enzo and the company and him is to blame. And I'm I'm not saying that like it's a deal breaker. I'm just saying I don't necessarily know if he has the desire to go yeah. back. That, that's fine too. But I it, but that's not even I'm taking them out of the equation. Yeah. If I'm if I'm Mark Carano or Vince McMahon or Triple H, immediately shipping a contract. Because we forget, like, the whole last three years with Enzo and Cass have been a mess. An absolute fucking disaster. It, they, yeah. were, they were snake-bitten Cass towards ACL, and, and then Enzo went on, on that whole cruiserweight one run. Which was good for him. Was which was good for him, but it just, in the long run, it wasn't good for him. These two belong together. Yeah. Do you remember how ridiculously over? How could you forget? These two were. Yeah. In front of fans. Yeah. Debuted the night after WrestleMania. I believe well, even beyond that, they were yeah. over as hell in NXT. Yeah, and the place would explode. You don't get you don't get the entire arena doing promos with take, you anymore. Take over London, like the most rabid wrestling fans on earth. Take over London. They were so over in their match with FTR. Yeah, it's just I think they deserve a second chance. I mean, like I said, it's been it's been a whole the whole last five years was a whole fucking disaster. But they're yo- both young guys. Cass appears to be healthy and absolutely fucking shredded, might I ask you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Enzo is in Enzo shape, but Enzo doesn't need to be in Enzo's, good shape. Enzo's in great shape. Yeah. Enzo doesn't need to be in good shape, even if he wasn't. Because he's, he's probably the best talker they had in the last five years. He's uh, up there. And uh, I just think the, the stars align. That tag team division needs a shot in the arm, both Raws and SmackDowns, and I think they'd get lost in the AEW if for bigger companies. They really don't fit in Japan. There's one option here. Go after them and get them. Well, since since uh, this show streamed at Impact Plus, and we know Gallows and Anderson, of course, are with Impact, would you like to see uh, Enzo and Kaz and Impact? I think that could be nice for them. Yes, I think it could be nice for them. I think it... You know what? My apologies for leaving Impact out of this. Those guys deserve a second chance. And Yeah, I'd like to see them get a run on TV somewhere. Yeah, because... They were young, they were inexperienced, they probably had some people feeding some shit in their head that wasn't good, and like I said, the whole thing with Enzo happened, and then Cass got injured, he got injured again, uh, he got fired. I, I just think, I just think that without Cass, Enzo became his worst enemy, yeah. while, because while the allegations weren't true, 
he still put himself in that no, no, position yeah, to no, have those he, allegations made. You know he, what I mean? No, like he was living, that. he was living the rock star lifestyle yeah. when he, when he, him and Cass but, split. Yeah, he, he, he like he you was. heard the stories about him big league and strippers. Yeah, but but that's but my it's point. Maturity. My, my point is that's when they split him from Cass. Yeah, when Cass was with him, you never heard about any of that stuff. Yes. So if you're going to give them a second chance, I think them together because is the best way to do there it. There is something about that tag team that works, and Enzo could hold Cass accountable for his issues yeah. that he's recovering from. And and you know what? Like, and they uh, they had a rift, I believe. Yeah. Not too long ago. It was. And, it was because Enzo shit on him in a promo after he got hurt. Yeah. And Cass didn't like that. And it was just, you know, some... Friendship. It was just some bullshit, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then Cass, I believe, had a seizure. Yeah. And then that kind of worked them back together. And then now Cass went through AA, the 12-step program, whatever whatever it was. And he seems to be healthy. And Don't forget about their failed Ring of Honor run that was failed because they didn't tell anyone it was happening and the locker room revolted. That was the most amazing thing, like... Think about how insane that five minute was. I get like I get like not wanting anyone, but when it, when you have like you got to tell the boys. Yes, yes, because the boys were they, they were coming out here to like to shoot fight. There were some potatoes thrown. Yeah, and uh, Bubba Ray fake Bubba Ray was booking at the time, I believe. Yeah, he was on. Yeah, and he like he faked that it was a shoot. And didn't tell the Briscoes of and all did, people. Yeah, like those guys will fucking kill you. And 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 then and. Uh, yeah, that thing whole that whole thing was a mess, and you know what? It moved the needle there. It did. People were talking for people, for better or worse. People yeah. were talking. The, the place went nuts. Remember? There was just it was just like a ten, and then like the Bret Hart thing happened at the exact same time. Yeah, it was we, just like such a confusing like, ten minutes. Not even on the same night. In the same like ten borough. minutes. Borough, not different bur- same city, different borough. Yeah, same yeah. city because we were at the MSG show, and that was in Brooklyn, and that was in Brooklyn, and. Yeah. uh this whole happens. We're going, who, like, what's going on down there? Did I go, did some fan just jump the thing? And all you see is this giant. I go, I don't think he's a fan. And uh, it was Enzo I, and Cass. I know a giant. And <laughs> so many people know giants nowadays. I need to get one. I, I need to get one. No, you need a personal colossus. I need a colossus. You need a personal colossus. Almost the best. He's just simply the best. And, uh, but dear God, give them a chance. They deserve one. And... There's not a lot of indie pro- independent wrestling going on now. Would love to see Enzo and MLW. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Would love to see that. And uh, I just think... Yeah, I, just, I, I I'm rooting for them to get, to root, get a chance on we TV met them. somewhere. Yeah, they were nice to us. They were, they were, they were ex- great to us. And they, granted, it's a meet and greet. They had to be. And, and but, Enzo got exposed as a, as a fake fashion guy because he didn't know what Off-White was. So, oof. Both of them were very nice to us. Yeah, great guys. And... Uh, I just think they have a chance to redeem themselves. None of their sins, quote unquote, are unforgivable. Yeah. And I just think they deserve a run because, man, don't care for either one of them on their own. Although I thought Big Cass was the next star when he was in that fatal four-way. For, for oh, the, the for universal the title. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And he hit, he hit Roman with the biggest boot I've ever seen in my life. He has a great big boot. Over, over the, over the, uh, over the ropes. There's something that's about that. That's why he's going to be Blue Kane. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that. Could you imagine if that's his way back in? No, because that's not a real thing, and it never will be a real thing, and I don't know why someone made it up and why people believed it. If people believed it, because I don't think it's even Blue, believable. Blue Kane. Blue Kane. Of all the gimmicks, Blue Kane. Journey to the melancholy. Journey to the indigo. <laughs> 
And, uh, but the, I'm going to reiterate, give them a chance somewhere. There's something about that guy and that guy together as one unit that is big fucking business. And you know what? I know, I know you said, like, they'd get lost in the shuffle in AEW, but Enzo being able to cut non-PG promos yeah. on no, national no, no. TV would, I understand would be that. great. I, I'm not saying that's even a bad thing. I think they just, I think WWE needs a shot in the arm right now, and they've had success there. It's not like their stick won't work there, because they, they were ridiculously over there. And then the whole Enzo single run happened, and the allegations, and he upstanded Vince, and the whole bunch of See, shit. See, I, I don't want to get into, like, I don't want to make this a WWE debate, but I think... Yesterday's tag team division needs a shot in the arm, but that's not it's not because of talent that it needs a shot in the arm. No, that's hundred percent correct. And but you know, that's that's a different debate. Don't, don't you think that if, Oh, if the if, if there's fans the night after WrestleMania on Raw and those two came out, however many people were in that building would lose their shit. Guaranteed. Yeah. Even the ones that hate them. Yeah. Like is yeah, it's just they're big business. They work. They were huge business. That place yeah, they're consistently in the top five in merch. Exploded when they deb- debuted. Like that was that was like the the most re- like they were the most recent case of I saw people wearing their merch that weren't even wrestling fans. Yeah, because they just see like clips of them and they'd be like like the I've seen the cup of haters shirt so many places and I'd be like oh this guy's a wrestling fan and they're not a wrestling fan yeah. they just like the shirt that but, says a cup of haters. Like I said, I've reiterated this again. There's something about those two guys as one unit that's just money. Yeah. It's just money, and I think they deserve a chance, whether it be MLW, AEW, CZW, rather not that one, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, or, or Impact. WWE. Impact. Impact. Or Impact. They, des- they deserve a chance somewhere because wherever they go, wherever they go, their tag team division becomes better. And I'm not even saying because they're good wrestlers. And they are. I'm not going to say they're not. And I mean, Enzo is Enzo, but... Cass can wrestle like a big guy. Uh, Cass can wrestle like a big guy. And then just, there's just something about them together that I really enjoy. And I enjoyed then. I'll enjoy now. So give them a chance. Any last comments? I, I agree. I mean, I think. And you know what? Congratulations, Cass, on getting healthy. That's not, that's not an easy thing to do. And I think you saw what happened when you split them up. It didn't work for yeah. either of them in the long, in the long yeah, term. Yeah, and then all, both of their lives fall apart. In the short term, it worked very well for yeah. Enzo, but. I guess Enzo's. I guess Enzo's flaw was more the rock star lifestyle than. Yeah, than, yeah but that that could be learned. Yeah, like and it's, not exactly, it's not like he's fucking Teddy Hart out there. It's oof. And I think if you're traveling with Cast, it, it's kind of the level yeah. head on on the shoulders yeah. there. Yeah, and I just think they said I, I forget who reported. They still have fans there. Yeah, it was wrestle votes. Yeah, it was was it wrestle votes. Yeah, it was wrestle votes. Do it, do it. Give them a chance. Yeah, they deserve it. All right, but that's enough talk of them. Happy to see them back. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And uh, up next, some New Japan news. Desperado won the IWGP Light Heavyweight Championship. Junior Heavyweight. Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, Same thing. Not really. For some reason, like Light Heavyweight's kind of derogatory, but Junior Heavyweight isn't. I don't don't get it. Because it's in Japan. uh, Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. I'm warming up. Well, Japan didn't even win that many awards, so you're warming up in the wrong people. Uh, but, I, but I'm just warming up. Meltzer I, turned heel on New Japan last I know, on Twitter. I know. I got to I got to throw a bullpen sesh before we get there, baby. All right, but um, yeah, Desperado. It seemed like they were heating him up in 2020. He had the great New Japan Cup match with Ishii. He challenged Shingo for the Never Open Weight Title. Um, then he had the bestest the bestest Super Juniors final with Hiromu, where his mask got ripped off and like. And he made it work. Yeah, it was fucking great. 
Well, he didn't make it. It's not like he made it. It's not like it was. It, it, he didn't make it work. It no. was the plan. But yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But it, that's a rough thing to do with cruiserweights, juniors. What the fuck? But uh, I, I absolutely love this guy. I love him. I, I forget. Was it after that match where me and you both sang his praises for 15 minutes? I think it well, was the, after one of the his first matches. time I did was after the Ishii match. Yeah. That's the first time I did. Yeah, uh, the Ishii match in the New Japan Cup. It was fucking kicked ass. Yeah. Um, then the match of Shingo was and like pretty much all the matches I mentioned, I sang his praises after yeah. all of them. I think the Hiromu match was like, all right, this is fucking Desperado's gigantic moment, and it was. And then he kind of didn't do anything for a while. Then he is such an incredible pain in the ass. Then him and Kinamaru won the junior tag titles, which he still has. And then I guess it was that match. I guess we we should talk about. The, the elephant in the room on why he won this junior heavyweight title. Unfortunately, Hiromu tore his peck out six to eight months. And Poor that, that sucks for New Japan. I mean, it sucks for Hiromu, but it sucks for New Japan because he was transcending the junior heavyweight division. He was like one of the most popular he guys. He was one of the most popular. I don't think it ever went anywhere. No, it never went anywhere. But like there was a... There was a Osprey. Yeah, but there was a giant... Before Osprey and Hiromu. Kushida. And Kushida. But, well, that's like the last yeah, 10 years, bud. But yeah, but th- and then from, from when Liger was wrestling, there was a gap there of it not being as prestigious as it once was. I, I think you got to give Kushida the credit for bringing yes. that back. Kushida brought it back. Kushida was the best. <laughs> I almost beat Kushida. <laughs> I could go to the corner and get my hat. Also, we have to talk about what's, what's going to happen when he goes broke. I know exactly. I know exactly where it's going. We can talk about it in a little bit if you want to. I know exactly where it's going. Okay. I, I'm, I'm actually interested because I don't know. I mean, I don't know who he's going to feud with, but I know exactly what... I know I can tell you what's going to happen to a T. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but anyway, yeah, they had a three-way for the vacant title, uh, Desperado, Bushi, and uh, El Fantasmo. I was, I was kind of hoping Bushi won just because, like, Bushi got to hold the belt for six weeks a couple years ago and never had to do anything else with it. But, hey, they're putting strap on Desperado. He has both the singles junior title and the junior tag titles now, so clearly they Desperado see... Desperado dose straps. De- Despido straps, I think. That, uh, that is a nice ring to it. Despido straps. Despa C, two belts. I have, uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, when I, you leave, I'm going to go in the shower and wash that one off. But uh, good for him. He, Like I said, he is an incredible pain in the ass. And he is extremely hateable. He's a little shit is what he is. And, and so at the New Japan anniversary show, which is kind of where Dave turned heel... Um, El Desperado will be facing Kota Ibushi. It's the traditional junior champion versus heavyweight champion match. When did Meltzer turn heel on? You didn't see this? No, I didn't. He was, he basically shit on the booking, saying that Desperado isn't a big enough star to face Ibushi in a main event, even though they've been doing junior champion versus heavyweight champion forever at that anniversary show for like the last six, seven years. What about, that's been, that, that would be a five-star match if it was in Jacksonville. That's, stop it. <laughs> At Daly's place, man. It's no, no, no. I, I didn't say at Daly's. Jacksonville, Florida is the largest city by area in America, and it could be anywhere, so you're putting words in my mouth. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't think that's right. I think Desperado's fantastic. I think he's a shot in the arm they needed. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, Dave was basically shitting on the booking, even though the plan was clearly Hiromu and Ibushi, but they can't control that Hiromu tore his peck. And, like... Yeah, so Dave kind of turned heel, shitting on, and everyone was shitting on Dave. Like Dave, this is what they've always done, and he's like, "I don't care, Desperados." I don't care. I have a new little man to that, play with. That's not. Marco. That's not what he said, but it's he. He said he said it was bad booking, but <sighs> he he doesn't want to play with them anymore. Stop. He, he, I can't believe he turned on New Japan. 
I think if we're gonna criticize Meltzer every week, we have to we have to start reading the newsletter because I don't I'm, think I'm just fucking with him. Because I, 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 you met him, you said he was an incredibly nice guy. He is. He's a nice guy. But I, I, I am the person who watches Raw and only Raw on this show. So I guess no, you watch NXT. I do, and and AEW. You don't watch SmackDown though. And you don't watch NXT UK, which you still kind of lie. <laughs> it's the best says, fucking show. I don't know how it finished 10th. Oh, I did watch the episode where uh, Pretty Dangerous won. Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly, where the fuck it is. <laughs> it was a good match. Big NXT UK fan here. I, I it's a good match. I have to start watching that show. <laughs> well, you know what the main event is this week, right? No. <laughs> Even I know what the main event is this week. It's huge. Uh, I know they're... Wait, are they, adverti- are they advertising... I think I know what it is, but I don't think I, I thought it was already this week. It's Kaylee Ray and yeah, Mako. Kaylee Ray and uh, Mako Satara, Sakahara, Satara. <laughs> no, what, what is it? Mako Satamora. Satamora. I was close enough. She's gonna win, isn't she? She should. She Kaylee, has to. Kaylee Ray's beaten ever. Kaylee Ray needs to get to NXT Winter Park already. Yeah, I, I agree. Better. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Go ahead it. and say it. <laughs> I said it. We're NXT Jacksonville. Well, but, uh, <laughs> that's not a thing. So <laughs> it absolutely is. It's not. <laughs> There's an NXT time slotted show. Going on in Jacksonville at the same time. All right. I'm reaching. I'm sorry. Do you want to go over the New Japan Cup bracket? Please. Okay. So New Japan Cup starts March 4th. First of all, there were there will be two people getting a first round bye. Evil, because he won the tournament last year. Because of course. And Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tanahashi, because he is the ace. Because he's the GOAT. Um, so let's go over the bracket for the New Japan Cup. These are the the following are the first round matchups. I don't know if you want to predict each one or just read them. I don't know what you want to do here. Read them and I'll give you a thing. Give me a thing. Love to hear it. Satoshi Kojima taking on Jeff Cobb. That'll be on the fourth, and uh, Cobb's gonna win. Tetsuya Naito taking on the Great Okan. Not that Great Okan. The <laughs> other Great Okan. <laughs> he should change his name. Tony Khan should change his name to Great Okan of the Oz for Observer. <laughs> You're, pr- uh, you're proud of that one, aren't you? I am. Uh, Great Okan. Over Naito? You f- what? I don't know. They hate Naito. They hate Naito they, in that company. They don't hate Naito. They hate him. Toro Yano taking on Bad Luck Fale. You know Yano's going to win. Hiroki Goto taking on Taichi. Goto. This is going to be a banger. Kazushka Okada taking on Shingo Takagi. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. What time are they on? I don't, I, I don't have the start times in front of me. I'm okay. just looking at the bracket. But are they early or are they like after... After later for the afternoon, or they taped. I don't know. They're probably like two a.m. Two a.m. That's probably my guess. I don't know. Yeah. That match will off be awesome. I have to watch that one. Uh, Tomiyaki Hanma taking on Minoru Suzuki. I refuse to pick against Suzuki just for just in case he's behind me. Juice Robinson taking on Kenta. Kenta has to win. Oh yeah, we should also mention Moxley retained his U.S. title. Very weird. Um, Hiroshi Tenzon taking on Will Osprey. Osprey. Gabriel Kidd taking on the technical wizard Zack Saber Jr. DSJ. Yuji Nagata taking on Yoda Suji. Blue Justice. Tomohiro Ishii taking on your pick for every tournament that's ever happened on Earth, Sonata. That's not fucking changing either. When we talk about who's going to win. David Finley taking on Chase Owens. Finley. Yoshihashi taking on Yujiro Takahashi. You know Yoshihashi's going to win. Toa Hanare taking on Jay White in the final first round matchup. Oh, Switchblade will move on to match with Tana. Yeah. That's, that'd be a good match. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to? What are you just going to win? Uh, in the first round, I, I, I'm i looking forward to Shingo Okada. I think yeah. that's going to be a fucking banger. That's going to be outstanding. Um, I think Ishii and Sonata will be good. I mean, if you go a couple rounds ahead, we could get Kenta and Minoru. Kenta and Minoru. 
Who do I think is going to win? That's a good question. Who do I think is going to step up and face Abushi? Abushi? At what show would that be? An invasion show or a Dominion? Sakura Genesis, Genesis, I want to say. Okay. Uh, uh, who's I, your pick? You go first. Uh, not Switchblade. Uh, I'm going to take ZSJ. I'm going to take ZSJ? I'm going to take ZSJ. I think I take him. I think that's who I pick in the New Japan Cup every year. I'd, I'd say Shingo if he wasn't facing Okada in the first round. But, I mean, I don't think it'd be the most unbelievable thing in the world for him. I mean, if he beats Okada, he's definitely going on a run. Yeah. If he beats Okada, he's going to be in the finals. At yeah. Least. Yeah. So, I don't think that's too far-fetched. You know what? I'm going to go with Shingo. Cool. I'd love to see that. Me too. Um, a Shingo versus ZSJ Jr. or ZSJ final finale. I don't know. He's had a stroke. And uh, that'll be a good match. But, uh, New Japan's heating up again. I'm excited for the year. New Japan probably got hit harder than anything. Yeah, absolutely. In, into, in 2020, because they couldn't bring guys over. Because especially, especially with a company like this who brings in guys from everywhere. But they opened the forbidden the forbidden door. They opened the they they, they opened the forbidden door with uh, Hideo Itami, and uh, no, they, they opened the forbidden door. But am I right that they 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 really suffered, especially with these tournaments? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I really excited for the year. I mean, when have. you put your straps on evil, I think you're struggling. <laughs> Don't think there's any other way to put it. I will never forget that next morning. It's 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 one of my favorite mornings ever. I was I thought I was in a fever dream. <laughs> Cause you I think we were the nights you were working overnight. Yeah, I was. And I woke up to a text and you go, watch the show. Just watch the show. You go, you go, and then you said, I don't care if you watch the show, just watch the last ten minutes. I because I didn't want to spoil it. I, I didn't want to like <laughs> I mean, God, I remember I remember specifically not watching because I was laid off at the time. I remember specifically not watching that show because they're not going to do anything. It's a pandemic. I'm getting a good night of sleep. And <laughs> Boy, were you wrong. I woke up and everything changed and everything was easy. A wild Dick Togo appeared. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, Shingo Takagi is going to win that against CSJ. Hopefully that's actually the finals. I don't think it ever happened to us. I don't think we've ever been that successful in picking tournaments. I pick ZSJ every year. You pick Sonata every year, and they're both just fucking losers. Geeks. They're both geeks. All right, here we are. I'll let you take me on a journey about the unification. Okay, so Kota Ibushi has been pushing to unify the two titles, the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight title, since um, he won them in January. And there was a press conference this morning where New Japan confirmed that will be the case. I think the English translation was a little off because basically they said the lineages are going to merge, which I don't think that's going to happen because i would make like andrade and iwgp heavyweight champion so i think basically like they're just creating a new unified title with a new with like the lineage will carry over like you know what i mean yeah but it's going to be a new title supposedly a new design which i don't know how a lot of people feel about that because a lot of people's top two belts in the world design wise were the iwgp and the intercontinental title yeah like people love those titles especially since the, the white strap yeah. Uh, WWE Intercontinental went away. Because that title was beautiful. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they redesign the title, what it looks like. But I've been on the New Japan is too many title train for like the last four or five years. Yeah. But I wouldn't have unified these two because the Intercontinental title actually means something. Like. Oh, no, I disagree completely. I, I, I would. It had, if they were going to get rid of one of them, it had to be this one. Never open weight title? That title means too much to a lot. Like it doesn't mean like for lineage or history wise, history wise, but that opens up a lot of gates for for matches of pay per views. 
the Intercontinental Championship on the way, one, is prestigious enough, it's recognizable, it's prestigious enough to uh, be unified, and then that could build, and that could build up uh, the, the U.S. as a second belt. But that's, and, that's the American belt. That's not the Japanese belt. That's, but it's still, that's, it's still in that promotion. Yeah, but that's what's going to headline the American I am, I, shows. I am strictly okay with, with two titles. One mid, one mid, one upper. And, or one mid, one main. And, but and the never open title isn't even a mid-card title. It's a lower-card title. But it's not anymore. It's a mid-card title. It's title number two now. Is it, though? Because isn't the junior heavyweight title kind of number two now? I don't consider that. I'm not, I'm not talking about that with these. And I would unify the tag titles so I was unifying anything. We don't need junior heavyweight and heavyweight tags. I agree completely with that. I agree with that too. But for the tag team division, singles, it should be open weight. I agree. It should always be open weight. Uh, uh, but I have, <coughs> excuse me. You ha- it's prestigious enough to unify it and have it mean something. And Coda, who's deserved a lot for a long time as the first champion, could mean a lot in the future. I agree with that part. And, yeah. And two titles is okay. And you, I, it would mean nothing if, if. Uh, they unified the never open in the main. It would mean absolutely nothing. It just actually could mean something. I'm not even I'm not even saying unify the never open weight with the main. I'm saying unify the never open weight with the Intercontinental. Okay. I I, so I think the Intercontinental title is just too prestigious, just go away. Is it something they've been around for ten years? Yeah. I mean look we just named the fifteen guys who who held it and like thirteen of them are like bona fide stars. Yeah. Uh like it was you want to call it a mid-card belt, but very few mid-card guys actually held it. Pretty much everyone who held it were top-of-the-card guys. When, I mean, there's no such thing as mid-card belt anywhere in the world. It's always upper mid. New, New Japan has a weird structure where like, like their new beginnings will be two nights. And usually the Intercontinental title would headline, headline one night, and the heavyweight title would headline the other night. And I guess that Tanahashi is the never-openweight title. Now it can headline one night. But I don't think it's at the point where it's a headlining belt yet, where the Intercontinental title was. So I just think it was dumb to unify the Intercontinental with the heavyweight title because now guys at the top of the card don't have a secondary belt to fight for. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess the never open weight title could become that, but what the never open weight title should be is just what Just by the, osmosis, it, it became that. But that's like, is it viable though? Because... You look Not at the, right now, but it can be. It can be, but you, 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 you who is the current never champion? Tana. Tana, right? Yeah. Uh, so you get matches with Tana, maybe the greatest soup, the Cena, the Cena of New Japan. Yeah. And then look at all the uh, the matches that opens to. That title can easily rise through. But the let ranks. me tell you what that title should be. That title should be the bridge from junior heavyweight to heavyweight, because that's the point of an open weight title. Like, look what happened. Osprey won that title. And then he became a heavyweight. Shingo is already a heavyweight, but him winning that title kind of solidified him as a heavyweight. That's what that title should be. Okay. I don't think that that. title should be... I mean, granted, they could just change direction and it could be... I I guess it doesn't matter. It just wasn't the belt I would have got rid of. That's all I'll say. Okay, that's fine. But why do you think they did it? Because they have too many titles. Do you think that's the sole reason? I, I can't think of any other good reason why they would. They do have too many titles. I, I think they I just, didn't realize how many titles they had until we sat here and talked about them. I, I just think they, they figured... They have three sets of tag team titles. Yeah. And then they had... They have the U.S. And they, title. And then, and then they had one, two... They have four main... And they have four, four, four main singles. Yeah, they, they had to get rid of something. But yeah. you're right. Maybe it's not the best one to do, but I can kind of buy it. I think No, it's, I, 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 think totally understand, I totally understand why they did it. It's just not what I would have done. 
Okay. I would have had I would have had Abushi drop the IC title maybe to like Naito, and then I would have done Tana versus Abushi winner takes all because they're former tag team champions too. There's a story there, and, you know. Abushi could win that and unify that because I mean, the never open weight title. It basically for all those years it was the mean guy title. Like it wasn't it wasn't what the Intercontinental Championship was, and. I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's just, I'm not going to, like, fight over it. It's just not what I would have done. Okay, that's fair enough. It's just, I will see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, we know where it's going. Yeah. Up next, uh, Yuka Sazazaki. Could you say this name? Yuka Sazazaki. Sazazaki. Uh, won the Japanese uh, side of the AEW Women's Tournament branch, uh, Women's Tournament bracket, and uh, she will be facing either Thunder Rosa or... Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. At, at Revolution? No. Or this Wednesday. Wednesday on Dynamite. And then the winner of that will get the shot, shot at Revolution. And as as this airs, we already know who won between Nyla and uh, Thunder Rosa because that match is airing Monday night. But obviously we're recording that before it happens. Obviously we just told you who won. Yeah. So... I guess just predict who you think's winning the whole thing. I'm going first because you're going to fucking steal my theory. They're not going to fly uh, Yuka over from Japan, which required a two-week quarantine, which was possible because, you know, this is all taped already. Um, so she's been in the U.S. for two weeks already, theoretically. And I don't think they're just going to fly her in for this one dynamite match and have her lose to the winner of the U.S. side and then just go back home. So I think she's clearly winning and then moving on to Revolution to face uh, Shida who was also in Japan producing the Japanese side of the tournament. Yeah, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Uh, just a great way to watch it and bleach a report. Stop it. This wasn't the way to do it. I'm sorry. I'll never get off that. I Now that it happened, I'll agree with you, but I see what they're trying to do. They botched it in execution, absolutely. Yeah. Which has just been their, the, the, the women's division of that company. <laughs> and but I, I'm not even being me here. I'm just, just It's just the truth. I mean... The past two weeks, the women's matches were the highest-rated segments on the show. We're coming off Serena Deeb and Riho just having a banger. And Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, that might have been the best match both of them have had. Yeah. That- I, I ended up going back and watching it, and it was the best match. I, I am stra- I am amazed at how much Britt Baker has improved in one year. And Nyla. And Nyla. But, yeah. I mean, Nyla was already almost there. Uh, but I, Britt Baker is a bona fide star, and she needs to be the focus of the division going forward, I think. See, I think she... Like, a lot of people are mad that she lost, but I think she has... I think it's one of those cases where she has so much charisma that she doesn't need the belt. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the Piper theory. And calm down. I'm not saying Britt Baker is Rowdy Piper. No, I'm not saying that. No, I I agree with you completely. But, like, Britt Baker has the waiting room. Piper had Piper's pit. He had so much going on, he never needed the title. And he honestly... No, he didn't didn't need the title. And I think Britt's kind of in that same boat where she could... Because you need, if, if AEW wants to improve this women division, they have to start doing more than just one angle for the title. Yeah, I, There has to be secondary angles I with the women. And Britt Baker is that perfect woman to be in that secondary yes. angle with whoever. Yeah, she can no, do it with anybody. Just, just no more tooth and nail matches. I didn't hate that as much as everyone did. It was just unnecessary. Uh, but, yeah, so congratulations, Yuka. And looking forward to see you. Okay, up next, but definitely not the least paul fucking white had his had his had his news buried because of the observer awards they they signed paul white yeah that was 
So, funny story. I go on to Twitter Wednesday morning. I didn't believe you, by the way, when you said that. I didn't believe it either. So, it was the first thing I see is, like, the, the Paul White is all elite graphic. And I'm like, oh, that's a funny joke. Who made that? And I click on, like, the tweet. And it was the official AEW <laughs> Twitter. And I'm like, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I did not believe you. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then I saw Tony Khan's tweet with the press release. And I'm like, what? That is legitimately huge. I see what you did there. No, no. I, that's, not, that, that's huge. It's absolutely gigantic. Um, Once again, I see what you did there, but it's but it's true. So so basically, the story goes: his contract with WWE ran out. Supposedly, they were they were uh, far apart on financial details, and also Big Show was very very unhappy with his role on Legends Night, where he was basically he was basically chopped down by Randy Orton verbally. It's okay. He was he was in the dark. You couldn't see. That wasn't on Legends Night. That wasn't on Legends Night. That was in September. Was it? Yes. Oh, I don't remember Big Show. Oh, Big Show was sitting down. Okay, now I remember. And Randy Orton just basically verbally berated him and told him he's like sh- yeah. he isn't shit anymore. Yeah. And I guess Big Show was like very, very upset about that because he thought he legitimately had more to offer. And, and he does have a lot to offer. So he assigned to AEW as a commentator and a part-time wrestler. He will be commentating with Tony Schiavone on their new show that premieres two weeks from Monday, the 15th of March. AEW Dark Elevation. Um, so basically, I think what... I don't know for sure, but I think what's going to happen is Dark is going to go back to being what Dark was pre-pandemic, and what Dark is now is now going to become Dark Elevation. Okay. And so, Dark Dark was... Define Dark pre-pandemic. Uh, basically, Dark matches with stars like that were just taped for YouTube. Like, Kenny Omega wrestled on Dark a ton of times, the Young Bucks. Like, for example... When I went to AEW in Philadelphia, the matches on Dark was, I believe, the first one was Joey Janela against somebody. I Brandon Cutler. It was Joey Janela and Brandon Cutler. And then the second match on Dark. For Jesus. Main event anywhere in the world. Well, can you let me get to what the fucking second match was? Yes. Dustin Rhodes. So that fucking joke's on you. Your favorite was in it. Not only my favorite is the goat, okay? Dustin Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks versus the Strong Hearts and Private Party. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. I, where are, are they in the company anymore? Strong Hearts? I don't know if they're in the company. I can tell you they're stuck in China, but I don't yeah. know if they're in the company anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're... Yeah, so I guess they would be stuck there. I, I like those guys. I would love them to come back. They, who did they wrestle at the first show at, at all, all, all In? Uh, SCU. At All In? At all, they weren't on all in. They were in all dub- out. The first all out, right? Yeah, they were a double or nothing. They were a double or nothing. That okay. was that was them and SEU. Yeah, oh, it got all got weird in there for a minute. Yeah, for uh, but like those guys. But okay, back to Big Show. Yeah, yeah. So, I I think people are people are complaining he's going to be a commentator. You know, this who is, is complaining about that? No, 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 no. I, devil's advocate. Let me get okay. There. Uh, I think he wants to be a commentator, and I think he'd be good at it, but he does have to be good at it try too. it out, and that's the best place to do it. Yeah, it's going to be a show on YouTube that the hardcores will watch, but yeah. there won't be much scrutiny. No, there won't be much scrutiny from the mainstream, and if he, if he really wants to learn how to be a commentator, he's a really enjoyable guy. Yeah. He's really entertaining, and he knows how to work people. I mean, you legitimately love the Big Show show. Like, legitimately. I, yes! People said it was the worst thing ever, and just send me your address. I'm, I'm upset that didn't win Worst TV Show. Oh, if that won Worst TV Show... Tony, we were opening 45 minutes on the Observer Awards. If that op- if that one, I loved it. The bit, the Christmas special was good too. I, I watched the Christmas special. Yeah, nobody did. That's why it got canceled <laughs> on Netflix. But uh, 
it's kind of like one of those butterfly effects. If that show doesn't get canceled, he probably doesn't leave. Yeah. But we, well, there's a lot of those in wrestling. Yeah. But uh, he can do so much for that company. And I just hope he has the opportunity. To not, I'm not even talking about in the ring. I'm not even talking about on the mic. There is a couple big guys there that he can work with. And they can do. he can teach them how to work like a giant. He can he can teach them how to actually you know do some stuff as a bigger guy because that's one thing that I will say that's not their specialty. See, I don't, but the thing is, I don't think they want their giants no. working like giants. No, they don't. And if they don't, Big Show telling them to like that's not going to. But I think Big Show's advice can help them. It could, but like, if that's think, not the think... style that Tony Khan no, wants them to work. It doesn't. I, no, fucking I, matter. I understand, but even if it doesn't, they can come to an agreement, and he can make. Big, big. He can make things look better for big guys. He learned that himself. I wonder if big show. Big show. Are we ever going to talk about like he? Big was a very good wrestler. He was probably the best giant wrestler ever. Like Andre couldn't do shit in the ring like, in whoa, his later whoa, whoa. years. Yeah, yeah, in his later years, but in his early years, come yeah, on. Now. No, in his later years, in his early years, he was outstanding. And it's just I might be a timing thing. There's not a lot of. I footage. think that's definitely a timing thing. But uh, I don't think Big Show was far behind him. He was athletic. He knew. He knew. He still probably the best shop chop in the history of wrestling. I, I don't think that's. What do you think, Walter? That uh, uh, Walter's probably the only one that can test him. But that that open pin, that open hand chop in the corner. You only like it because Michael Cole said it's like getting hit with a frying pan. That's the only reason why you like it, and you know what that. What the fuck does that mean? You love when Michael Cole says it's like getting hit like a frying pan. Well, I do, but that's not the reason I think. It's that's like, not exactly. How do you even know that? Because you love Michael Cole. Because he's the greatest. No, he, we'll get to him. We'll get to him later. And I agree with that award. Okay, but it's me. Oh, he could do. He could do a lot. Uh, I'm just happy for him that he cashed in. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm, uh, sure. I'm assuming he cashed in. I'm sure TK in. opened the bag. He's, what is he? Forty nine, fifty. Forty nine, some, somewhere in that area. He is forty nine years old. And who would you like to see him wrestle? Jack? I don't know. No, I'm sure they will though. Uh, yeah, uh, Cody. You know Cody's begging to wrestle him. I don't know. Like I, he's a giant slayer. Just it'd be hypocritical if Cody if Cody Rhodes is a giant slayer. He doesn't slay this out. Doesn't slay the only giant that's there. I know a giant. Uh, I I also know a giant. Um, I don't know. Just young guys that could benefit working with him. I like. There's not any matches I'm clamoring to see Paul White compete. You know no, what I mean? Like, I, but I think he could do a lot for people if he works with them. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he, he could, could do a lot for Luchasaurus. He could do a lot for Brian Cage. Yeah, he'll show Luchasaurus how to perfect that tope. <laughs> what is he gonna do for Luchasaurus? <laughs> He's gonna do a moonsault. Yeah, he'll 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 help Luchasaurus with those martial arts kicks. But there's but I'm telling you, he he can help with these things, moving around the ring. He's good enough. He's good with. But I just think he could be a producer. Unless, unless he could help Luchasaurus' balance. I don't see him. I just think he has years of experience. Absolutely. As, an, as a producer, yeah, he could, he could help a lot. He can agent matches. But they let their own guys. Like, they have help, but they're, they, get, they get... It's not WWE where they're, like, handcuffed. They, I think he's wasted if he's strictly a talent. That, that, I'll, I'll wrap that up. That's fair. No, it's definitely fair. And I definitely think he'll be giving advice to people. It's... Yeah. I mean, it's just a gigantic sign. Because that is a bona fide star. You're burying the lead, though. So, a little while ago, a report came out that everybody was listening when their contract was up. Everybody. And you kind of say, everybody. That's kind of bullshit. You know, everybody isn't. There's people that are very content where they're at. They've been there 20 years. And then this happens, and you're like, oh, shit. Everyone really is listening. Yeah, then it makes you believe that Orton listened a little more than people think he did. Yeah. And it, it's, it makes you think, like, 
maybe maybe one day Tony Khan pulls out the bag and does get a John Cena. You never know. Like, it could happen. Oh, my God. Twitter would just light on fire. I mean, John Cena's already been on Dynamite. Picture in picture breaks. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. Trying to make a joke and you didn't pick up on it I did not pick up the joke. It also wasn't a joke. I mean, I guess it... He's been next to Dynamite. He's been on Dynamite. He's not. He's been next to it. He's been on Dynamite. He's been next to Dynamite. Dynamite, small box, Cena, big box. No, they're even... Big box office store. They're evenly sized boxes. They are not evenly sized boxes. They're evenly... It goes in the corner, (laughs) and I can't... They are evenly sized boxes. They always decide to do it in the one match I want to see for for that night. Guess you call him Big Box John. They call him Big Box John. Big Box John. But, uh... Just big... uh, You're right. I'm very late. But who do you think they can pull? I... So like, you might laugh at me, but I think the punk thing is more possible than other people do. I'm not laughing at you now. Now it's extremely more possible. I I wouldn't even have, I would not even laughed at you. I, I would have only chuckled at you last week before this happened. But now it's extremely possible, especially with punk putting a list out on Twitter on guys in AEW you'd like to work with. And yeah, it's just and also he's a world class troll. So but I, I mean, I, the problem there is the Fox contract. I'm yeah. assuming there's a non compete in there, and I don't know how long his contract will. F- He's getting paid by Fox to sit at home and do nothing. That's kind of outstanding. He is a wrestler at heart. Yeah. But, uh... But it's, it's just like... Like, thinking of somebody, they could pull Lesnar. It's the... They could, I mean... I, I mean, Lesnar was never about company loyalty. No. No. Lesnar's about, Lesnar's about reading the outdoorsman, eating steak, collecting his back, and going the fuck home. Why would I watch the show, Paul? Well, I saw that magazine in Lowe's yesterday. I was going to send you a picture. Uh no, Paul, I don't watch the show. I'm going to watch the show. He goes, no, the best Brock moment is not realizing he had a year to cash in the money in the bank. <laughs> that, that, was, that, is, that was my favorite. Because I had a, a year? Why didn't you tell me, Paul? <laughs> he threw the mic at him and he left. I miss Brock in the bank, dude. Oh, money in the Brock was wonderful. He danced. He did dance. He, he turned into a boombox. The beast box. That was awesome. That was awesome. I what anybody says. I don't, Yeah. <laughs> And Fuck Mustafa Ali getting pushed off that ladder. <laughs> no, I, I did feel bad for Ali, especially since he didn't know it was happening. Don't worry, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like, I guess, I guess they really didn't tell him. I guess a ref told him as he was climbing the ladder. Oh, that's fucked up. He's like, yo, Brock's gonna come push you off this thing. <laughs> just, I mean, you really can't say no. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna do it either way. <laughs> you can't say no. Oh, there's, there's a living, breathing fucking angel of death coming down the goddamn ring. Um... <coughs> But yeah. Now that would break the world. That would. That would break the world. That's, that would that would get mainstream. That would I was get, gonna say, that's the one guy who probably legitimately could change business for them. That gets them on ESPN. Yeah. Like, Punk would be cool, but I think most people that want to see CM Punk wrestle again are already watching the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Punk taking nothing away from him from him was was kind of the thing. He's wrestling nerds wrestler. Yeah. And not that's not detrimental at all. He's just who he was, and he's. Although some people think he 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 could be coming back to WWE after the Daniel Bryan segment on Talking Smack, which I I just think Daniel Bryan was just cutting a promo. I don't think he doesn't give a fuck. Did you did you see the, the yeah. promo? Okay, though. But people people are convinced that that means Punk is coming back, which I don't think so. Bro, there was a there was a there was a crow inside the arena when we went. People were like, oh my god, things here. But uh, <laughs> but I just. You're right. I buried the lead, and that's that's my fault. But they so, could pull anybody. But, oh, but a lot, who are they going to pull? It's not like it's. I'm trying to think oh, how to articulate who, this. Who do you think was? Who do you think? 
Not the bigger surprise, because I think the bigger surprise was Big Show, because the Sting rumors were out there yeah. already. But who do you think was the bigger jump from a business standpoint, Sting or Paul White? Paul White. See, I think Absolutely. It, I, like, I'm, I'm torn because Sting broke merchandise records and is making them a fuck but, ton in merch. But that, I, think, I don't think it can compare them. It's not like Sting was with this company and went here. You know but neither was Paul. I mean, he made he was at Legends Night, yeah. But you don't associate you associate Sting. That's true. With you WCW. That's true. You don't or TNA. Twenty or TNA. He was with TNA like ten years. Yeah. Big Show, who's like the most WWE. Also, you fucking motherfuckers got exposed when that light came out. The police, the police retire motherfuckers were real happy when they signed him. That's a different thing. But uh, I just think he could he could just do he could do a lot. He could do a lot for them, and. Uh, but yeah, no, you, it's it's out of the blue. Like I said, I did not fucking believe it. It was you. the most out of nowhere signing yeah. I think I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Yeah, it was, and it, 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 you're right. It proves that anything could happen. I'm trying to think of the most. I'm trying to think of the the last signing that was a legitimate surprise. Like besides, like Luger showed up on Nitro. Do we have to go back that far? Maybe we do. I think I, I think we might have to. You gotta realize it was a very singly company dominated world yeah. for like fifteen years. Yeah, maybe that might might have to go back that far. AJ, but it no, was kind but of everyone expected. knew. Everyone kind of knew. Yeah, yeah, everyone knew AJ was coming. If they didn't, it would have been AJ. But yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Like secrets are so hard to keep yeah, in this business. It's a different world, and I doubt that this. I doubt that this. Uh, and this materialized in 24 hours. That's that's another thing that I can got, guarantee you the one person racked in. That's an, that's another thing that got a lot of I hate the word stands, but that's a lot of thing that got the a lot of WWE stands upset. It's like how did nobody leak this when everything WWE does gets leaked? Yeah. So there are conspiracy theorists out there that think Meltzer knew and he didn't say anything because he likes AEW. And you know what? If that's true, fuck him. I don't think Meltzer knew. I don't think he knew either. He loves leaking things. But it, but don't you think it's a little slimy if he knew and he didn't leak it? I don't know. I mean, it's his fucking observer. It's his newsletter. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. It but. depends. Like, if he was told as a friend. Like, if Tony Khan told him as a friend, like, hey, don't tell anyone. We got Big Show. And he leaked it. That would kind of be scummy on his part. Because usually his sources are telling him so he could leak it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... If you're Tony Khan, that's your fault. Yeah, you, th- you, that, that's you, also true. You, if you, if you, no, that, that's your... This guy's known for knowing everything in wrestling. I'm going to tell him. He can, he can keep a secret. That's, that's also true. Which That's why I don't think it happened, but, but I'm just saying. But yeah, but if he knew and he didn't, that's a problem. I'm sorry. That, 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 that shivs his credibility. Well, that seems like a great segue, because coming up next in the next segment... We will be talking all about the Wrestling Newsletter Awards. We'll be going over award by award... And I'm sure Mike will have some thoughts on some of them. I'll oh, have some, Mike, Mike has thoughts. I'll have thoughts on some of them, too. Um, we might get in an argument. We might not. I don't know. I, yeah, was, we, 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 I honestly don't know what's coming. Yeah. Because so. we've agreed and disagreed so much so much over the last three days. Uh, it's, it's not even funny. Yeah, so stay tuned. I'm sure it'll be fun. <laughs> so the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards came out this past Friday. And there's always a little bit of controversy around them, but none so much as this year. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, so I guess you want to start with breaking down award by award, and then we will just yeah, we'll go on to the overarching picture. Yes. So let's start with the Luthez Ric Flair Award for Wrestler of the Year. Um, I will tell you how many first place votes they had and how many total points they had. 
So should I, should I go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? 10 to 1. In 10th, with 24 first place votes, 276 points, Chris Jericho. Number 9, with 25 first place votes, 287 total points, Mayu Iwatani. That's a bizarre one. She's had a great year. She has a great year, but that's a bizarre one. In number in eighth place with 13 first place votes and 507 total points, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Should have been higher. Number seven with 39 first place votes. I know you don't watch Noah, so some might sound a little ridiculous, but he has carried Noah. Uh, 39 first place votes, 510 total points. Go Shiazaki. Should have started watching Noah. In sixth place with... Is Noah former All Japan? No, no, no they're, they're separate. They're separate things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, there's a whole, there was a whole shift over there. In sixth place with 13 first place votes and 634 total points, it's Bailey. Well deserved. In fifth place with 51 first place votes and 869 total points, Drew McIntyre. Very arguable. In fourth place with 31 first place votes and 890 total points, Kota Ibushi. Can't argue. In third place, with 38 first place votes and 957 total points, Tetsuya Naito. That's a weird, he had a good year, but... He's champion most of the year. Yeah, that's true. In second place, with 110 first place votes and 1,375 total points. I don't understand the point Kenny system. Omega. So basically you get points for first place votes, second place okay, votes. Okay, so it's... Yeah. I, I, I'm i not going to lie, I'm not interested in how he does it, I just don't know how he did it. Okay, well... Then you shouldn't have made a comment. I shouldn't have. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not interested. I just so it's weighted like that. In first place with 883 first place votes and 4,873 total points, the winner of the Luthez Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year, John Moxley. You know what? That's a point I completely agree with. I agree as well. Uh, he had a great year. I mean, I think either him, him or Roman should have been the should have been the answers. AEW was the only company to see an increase during the pandemic, and he was the champion from February to December. So he had a good year. I think it's only fair. He had a good year. So let's go to what's considered the second most prestigious award of the year: most outstanding wrestler. Thank God he skipped over the martial arts ones. Yeah, we're not here to talk about MMA. Give a fuck. In tenth place with thirty-two first place votes and three hundred eighty-five total points, it's Ray Phoenix. In ninth place, with 62 first place votes and 508 total votes, Go Shiyazaki. In eighth place, with 57 first place votes and 526 points, Hiromu Takahashi. In seventh place, with 38 first place votes and 549 total points, Kazushika Okada. He didn't have that great. He, I mean, he is. <sighs> it's just, this is where it's weird. To this me. isn't based on what no. kind of year he had. This yes, is the best is... wrestler of the year. In ring, to, to me, me Okada is the best wrestler on the planet. I think to you, too. But New Japan was shut down most yeah, of the year. Very true. Because this is just based for 2020. Yeah. In sixth place with 73 first place votes, 656 total points, Minoru Suzuki had kind of a career resurgence. So Good for him. In fifth place. He's over 30, though. Can't happen. 113 first place votes, 938 total points. Will Ospreay. No argument. Fourth place, 128 first place votes, 1,208 total points. Tomohiro Ishii. In third place... Also someone who had a great year. 126 first place votes, 1,475 total points, Shingo Takagi. Second place, 273 first place votes, 2,140 points, just barely losing, Kota Ibushi. And in first place, with 276 first place votes, only three more first place votes than Ibushi, with 2,196 total points, it's Kenny Omega. (sighs) 
Uh, I don't necessarily disagree, but here's where my problems begin. These are these are observed or subscribers voting, right? Yes, correct. You can't... He's their shepherd. Dave's their shepherd. And we'll get to that with... Yeah, I thought we were saving that for the, for the end. We are. We are. But he gave... It's, it's, this falls to my argument later, too. Dave can't talk so highly about Kenny Omega and expect him not to win, whether he deserves it or not. So these are these are my starting to get my problems with these votes. He says they're completely he says they're completely voted on by the fans, and they are. But him saying he doesn't have a hand in it is wrong. All right, next award. So let's move on to tag team of the year. In tenth place, we have a tie with two first place votes, uh, seventy two total points. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And also in 10th place with 72 total points, but five first place votes, which I guess is technically the tiebreaker, Santana and Ortiz. In 9th place, eight first place votes, 116 total points, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. In 8th place, seven first place votes, 163 total points, the Lucha Brothers. In 7th place, four first place votes, 168 total points, the Best Friends. In they si- had one good match all year. In sixth place, 22 first place votes, 214 total points. Josh Alexander and Ethan Page, the North. A great tag team. In fifth place, 19 first place votes, 368 total points. Bailey and Sasha Banks. In fourth place, 68 first place votes, 740 total points. The Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. <laughs> tai Chi. I love Tai Chi. He's amazing. In third place with 97 first place votes, 2,106 total points. So from third to fourth, there's a gigantic discrepancy. It is FTR. But why? In second place with 409 first place votes, 3,554 total points. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Eh. When did they break up? September. November, September. It was, that was that late in the year, September, though? September, yeah. Sorry, that whole... This whole year just... They were they the were tag team champions from January to September. All right, that's doable. In first place with 653 first place votes and 4,283 total points for the seventh time in eight years, the Young Bucks. Oh. You want my personal answer? For, you, want, you want my biased answer first or my unbiased answer? Uh, let's start with the bias and end with the unbiased. Fuck the young bucks. Uh, <laughs> okay, then. They had a great year, though. A lot of good they, matches. They, they fucked themselves! I'm talking match quality-wise. I'm not even talking booking-wise. They did. Uh, they had I, the best match of the year. But this, this yeah, uh, no doubt about that at all. That was my match of the year. I know you didn't like the FTR match, but I liked it a lot. Uh, it was weird to me. I like the, psycholo- the, dude, the psychology of Cash going for a 450. Yeah. No flips, just fists. He flipped and didn't get fisted. Yeah, no. I mean, that sounds like it would hurt. But, uh... uh, Shall we move on to promotion? No, we shouldn't. Uh, Oh, you're still going. Still going. Uh, This is right, like, not a single vote for the New Day? Not a single vote for Private Party? Or not a single vote for uh, the uh, Tez and... Street Profits. Street Profits. I don't know why. I just drew the biggest blank of all time. Well, they might have... I'm sure they got votes. They didn't get enough to get in the top ten. But that's my... Okay, not enough top 10 votes for the New Day. Not enough for the Street well, Profits. New Day wasn't a whole unit the entire year. From from January to October, Woods was hurt. And then when Woods came back, they broke up E and sent and they got sent. But there was always off. two of them. 
But they didn't do much. They're the champions. Yeah, from October to December. <sighs> they, what did they do? Th- what did the New Day do this year that was memorable? What did other th- other than the street fight? What did what did Santa or what did the best friends do? For better or worse, they're on that show every week. Yes, and you hate them. Yeah, but I'm not voting. Why? Well, I'm not voting. For, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I, I just, I just think this is where we. I'm not saying I necessarily. A, I know you're not saying, but like these, the, the, it's these, also an issue where tag team wrestling in WWE is an afterthought. In AEW, it's one of the, it's like what they push. Do they? Yes. There's at least two tag team matches in every show. There is. This doesn't mean that they all have good years because they just fucking wrestle. I can't get inside the heads of the voters. I'm just, I'm but, just trying to no, rationalize it. Okay, I, I understand, but. This is where he. This is where his weekly newsletter that talks so highly about these people influences the voting. Should we move he on? Can't say should he, we move on to promotion of the year? Yeah, and I have no argument with this one either. Number ten. But I know you do, and you have a very good one. Well, we'll save that. But number ten with thirteen first place votes, hundred thirty six total points. It's DDT. Ninth place, six first place votes, two hundred five total points. Ring of Honor. Number eight, seven first place votes, 214 total points. It's Dragon Gate. Number seven, with one first place vote, but 264 total points, it's Impact. Who voted for Impact? <laughs> In sixth, with 13 first place votes, 376 total points, it's Pro Wrestling Noah. In fifth, 32 first place votes, 380 total points, UFC. In fourth place, with 33 total, po- 30 total first place votes, 507 points, it's stardom. In third place, 12 first place votes, 776 total points, it's the WWE. In second place, 140 first place votes, 3,157 points, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And in perhaps one of the biggest blowouts, actually the biggest blowout was Best Weekly TV Show, but in one of the biggest blowouts... Oh, we'll fucking get there. Number one with 1,097 first place votes. 5,717 total points. All elites wrestling. And you know what? They should have won. Yeah, no argument. They should have won. From from where they were last year, they kept their thing going. I know I joke with them a lot, but they put a lot of good stuff this year. A lot of stuff that's bad, too, but you won't hear that stuff. But uh, uh, I think New Japan over WWE is unfair. So we have two more Category A awards. Once we get the Category B awards, you won't have to worry about first place votes yeah. anymore. So, two more Category A awards. Best weekly TV show. Oh, over here. In 10th place, with five vote, five first place votes, 115 total points, it's WWE NXT UK. In 9th place, two first place votes, 213 total points, MLW Fusion. 8th place, five first place votes. Oh, wait. I forgot to say my thing. That's <laughs> NXT UK was nine spots too low. In 8th in place, 5 first place votes, 229 total points. It is Impact Wrestling. In 7th place, with 7 first place votes, 417 total points, Ring of Honor. In 6th place, 21 first place votes, 538 points, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong, which is their U.S. weekly show. That was on for a week. It's been on since, like, September. I'm not saying I agree, I'm just yeah. giving you the facts. In fifth place, with 20 first place votes, 611 total points, it is WWE SmackDown. <laughs> In fourth place, with 19 first place votes, 19 people thought this was the best pro wrestling show in the world. 
743 total points. AEW Dark. Oh, for the love of God. Oh, here is my problem. In third place with 24 first place votes. 24 people thought this was the best weekly wrestling show in the world. 1,265 total points. It is being the elite. 21 thought it was the best because, you know, those three voted for that one. Because you know they subscribe to the fucking newsletter. Well, if you listen to the Tony Khan episode, it's funny because he said he was worried because he actually forgot to vote. <laughs> Are you fucked? I, oh, I like him and he wants to make me hate him. It's clear he had nothing to worry about, though. Yeah. In second place with 20 first place votes, 1,655 total points, WWE NXT. Oh, NXT, what happened to you? And in first place, the biggest blowout of the Observer this year, 1,151 first place votes, 5,994 total points, AEW Dynamite. Mm, okay. My problem's not at one here. Uh, just for the way that those readers vote. So for How the fuck <laughs> does AEW Dark, which once had 17 fucking matches on it, and all of them were bad. You did not watch all 17 of those matches. I didn't need to. That's they're all squash funny. matches. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they're bad at all. But, and being the lead, SmackDown's phenomenal. SmackDown has been very good recently. But here's the thing. But, like, why are they even with a, why are they even a bill with a vote? Can I play I know it's all fucking right in, but if you think that, listen, take a lap, and when we're done with that lap, take a fucking other lap. Can I play devil's advocate for the SmackDown deal real quick? Go ahead. SmackDown sucked before Roman got back. It did. It was floundering. Do you remember in January we were doing dog food matches? Yes. I mean, I'm not saying but, I'm not saying AEW Dark that, should be above it. I'm no, just it saying. I'm just saying. But like, like, but why does BD Lee even fucking qualify? Because it's a show about pro wrestling. That it's not every, about pro wrestling. I don't watch it, so I wouldn't know. I did, why is nobody watch? Oh, I'm not gonna a say that. A lot of people it. watch that. Yes. But why is that? even an option because it's a well, weekly show about pro wrestling yeah it's fucking crap so is dark side of the ring it's never one shit and that's really it's good not weekly it's in it, during the season it's weekly but, but there's seasons there's not seasons of being the elite there's one every week but i just i think that right there blows a big hole in the credibility where best weekly wrestling show does not have any fucking wrestling well didn't it have matt jackson versus nick jackson in their backyard yeah it probably got 72 fucking stars I wonder. I wonder if he did rate that match. I don't know. Oh, he definitely rated that match. And you said you weren't mad. You were getting hot now. No, because this is the one that pissed me. Like, on what world? Because this is what he feeds them. Nah, I just. I'm sorry. You can, cannot. Can, can, can be, you save it till you get through all the awards? <sighs> yes, yes. Pro wrestling match of the year. We only have the top seven here. Thank in, God. In seventh. Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi, Wrestle Kingdom, 13 first place votes, 496 total points. Don't remember seeing it. You don't remember Hiromu and Will Ospreay from the Tokyo Oh, Dome? that match ruled. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it was, I thought it, I didn't hear you say to Tokyo Dome. That, that was my match of the weekend, too. Fuck. In sixth place, uh, with 56 first place votes, 555 total points, Kota Ibushi versus Minoru Suzuki from October 10th. Didn't see it. In fifth place, 49 first place votes, 740 total points. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov from October 29th. I can understand why it's not one, but what the fuck is in between it? Well, this one was better than it, I will tell you that. Number four, from Russell Kingdom, 98 first place votes, 761 total points. Kazushika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Good match. Very good match. Number three, 66 first place votes, 809 total points from Jacksonville, Florida. Full Gear, the Young Bucks versus FTR. 
I can, I'm not going to say anything because I didn't like the match, but a lot of people did. So I'm not. It's me. That's the problem there. In second place, 176 first place votes, 1,929 total points. Kazushika Okada versus Kota Ibushi from Wrestle Kingdom. I love that match. Yeah, that was my match of the year actually. Because I knew just because I knew you were gonna pick the Bucks one, I picked this one. And number one, the rightful winner, obviously. 733 first place votes, 4,285 total points. Young Bucks versus Omega and Page from Revolution 229 in Chicago. Surprisingly, you will not hear uh, you will not hear uh, a single problem because that match was fucking awesome, and I have a hard time getting into Bucks matches. You know that. Yeah. And that match was great. Uh, that's actually a decent top five. I mean, I really, really loved Walter and Ilya, but I really, really love Walter, so I'm a little biased there. Uh, but Naito and, uh, Osprey was great. Or, what one? Naito and, uh, was it, which was ahead of it? Naito and... Okada? Okada. That match was phenomenal. And, uh, that's a decent top five. I'm not arguing with that. I'm not as mad at that as possible. All right, so Mexico MVP was Ray Phoenix. Fair. Europe MVP was Walter. Obviously. If it was anybody else, I'd have a problem. U.S. Canada MVP. These are now, I should say, these are all Category B awards. Now, there's no more first place votes. Yeah. It's just total. In ninth place, with 12 votes... Adam Page. That'd be higher. In eighth place with 13 votes, Adam Cole. In seventh place with 14 votes, Bailey. In sixth place with 37 votes, Chris Jericho. In fifth place with 47 votes, Roman Reigns. In fourth place with 49 votes, Drew McIntyre. In third place with 80 votes, Cody Rhodes. In second place with 109 votes, Kenny Omega. And in first place with 955 votes, John Moxley. Well, kind of had to be, right? If he's the MVP, if, he's, if he was the best wrestler in the world. Women's Wrestling MVP. We have a three-way tie for 10th place. Hana Kimura, Britt Baker, Serena Deeb, all with 12 votes. Number nine, Yuka... Oh, fuck, for Serena Deeb. I mean... She's great. NWA Women's Champion. Yeah, she's great, but come on. Ninth place with 17 votes, Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, here's my thing with this one before we get later in the list. This was a tester for the for these awards because this should only have been one person. And they passed. And they passed. In eighth place with 36 votes, it's Thunder Rosa. In seventh place with 63 votes, it's Gulia. In sixth place with 110 votes, it's Io Shirai. In fifth place with 132 votes, it's Hakaru Shida. I don't know how you feel about Shida being above Shirai. Yeah, it could go either way. In fourth place with 151 votes, it's Asuka. Third place, 206 votes, Sasha Banks. Second place, 238 votes, Mayu Iwatani. And the winner, 258 votes. It was close. Bailey. The rightful winner. Bailey had an unbelievable year. She was the pandemic MVP of all of wrestling for me. So this one, this next one, feud of the year. This is a weird one. This is bizarre, but I think where. I think where we've been with feuds and where we are now are two very different things. So in tenth place, Edge versus Randy Orton with thirty-eight votes. Ninth place, Inner Circle versus the Elite with forty-two votes. Eighth place, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso, forty-five votes. Seventh place, the Young Bucks. I didn't think that would do that well, but it, but it did. In seventh place, Young Bucks versus Page and Omega, forty-nine votes. Sixth place, Cody versus MGF, which I'm surprised was so low, fifty-two votes. Fifth place, Young Bucks versus FTR, 66 votes. Fourth place, Moxley Jericho, 68 votes. Third place, Omega Page, which they had a match. Was it really a... But were, a lot of these people only had a match. 75 votes. Second place, 
Cody and Brody Lee, 119 votes, which I think probably could have won. Could have won. And first place, a landslide with 384 votes, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They feuded for like three weeks. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's but I think what we think of a feud now and what we think of a feud then has been, is different. Feuds are not as long anymore as they used to be. Uh, but if you go back, if you go back, uh, let's just go from 2005 on. Yeah, you have the historical data up. I just have yeah. this here. Okay, we'll go from 2000 on. Mick Foley versus Triple H. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll skip the UFC ones. Uh, 2003, Angle Lesnar. Mm-hmm. 2004, Bear. 2004, Benoit Michaels and Triple H. That's another one. They had them. They had two matches. Two, they did some good work there. They did, but but uh, 2005 Batista for Triple H. That's yeah, a, a that's big fair. moment with the long feud. Yep. Two, 2006 was US UFC Batista versus the Undertaker. Yeah, they had a couple matches. Jericho and Michaels in 08. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Punk and Hardy for 2009. That yeah, that's fair. Generico and Steen from 2010. That yep. Uh, Cena and Punk from 11. Yeah. Uh, Tana and Okada from 12 and 13. Yep. Uh, the next three years were UFC. Uh, 2017 was Omega and Okada. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. And then Gargano and Champo, 18. Yep. And Gargano and Cole, which I didn't know won last year. Uh, from not, from oh, they had a great year. trilogy of matches. They did. I was at all three of them. You were on all three of them. With different people at each one, yeah. strangely enough. I was with the other one. You were. I here, John Mockley and Eddie Kingston. Was, I mean, it was work. I like Eddie Kingston, and and I love John Moxley. The, the promos but, leading to the matches yeah. were great, but, but it's just, I just could. I, I guess it's one of those years where there really was no feud that stuck yeah, out because you, know? you really can't judge because of the fans not being there. Yeah, but maybe some parameters on that one going in the future. I don't know because like, what for, would you what would you have picked personally? I I don't think you could do that this year. Uh, Bailey and Michael Cole. I don't fucking know. That would be funny. Uh, Bailey and Sasha? Bailey and Sasha, I think easily could have won. That wasn't even in the top ten, was it? No, but I think that easily could have wow, won. That's, I kind of have an issue with that. Yeah, me too. Was it not in the top ten? I don't know. Huh. Once again, no, that's, no that's parameters odd. on voting. All right, continue. All right, most improved. In tenth place, 41 votes, Adam Page. In ninth place with 42 votes, Yoshihashi. In eighth place with 43 votes, Ty Conti. Seventh place with 49 votes, Roman Reigns. Did he improve, though? Like, it's, he's always been... He's exactly the same as he always been. They just changed the character. And I agree with him. I, this is the best version of him, but... In sixth place with 58 votes, Brody Lee. I doubt... Uh, I don't like that. In but I'm fifth not place with that. 60 votes, Jungle Boy. In fourth place with 76 votes, Tai Chi. In third place oh. with 79 votes, John Silver. I'm in okay second place with 155 votes, Julia. And in first place, 161 votes, Britt Baker. Well deserved. Where was Anna J on that list? Not on there. Not on there. Not on there. Hmm. I would have put her on there somewhere because she got. Well, good she played. came in second in rookie of the year. So yeah. how can you improve when you're a rookie? That's true. Uh, JJ Watt signs with the Cardinals. Did he really? Yep. That's a weird thing. Yep. That's a real weird thing. That's yep. not where I thought he'd go. Breaking news. Uh, Britt Baker. I said it earlier in the show. No one would eventually get here. She deserves it incredibly. She was from where she was last year to where she is now was fantastic. Promoter of the year. We have the top seven once again for this one. Not in, most charismatics, not next. I we probably have different orders. I okay, mean, go ahead. I'm not going in any specific order. You're right. In seventh place with 14 votes, Vince McMahon. We have a tie. Made more money than anybody ever did. So we have a tie for fifth place, each with 16 votes. Joe Coff and Brett Lauderdale. 
Fourth place, 17 votes. Harold, M- I can never pronounce it. The, New J- the former New Japan player. Meiji. Meiji, yeah. I can never pronounce his last name. In third place, 21 votes. Sanjiro Takagi. In second place, with 40 votes, Dana White. And in first place, with 1,056 votes, Tony Khan. He sure don't want it. He should. I agree. The one thing I agree with, he's a great promoter. Uh, let's go to... Let's go to Rookie of the Year next. Here's some discussion coming. Uh... Do we want to go through the top ten for Rookie of the Year? Just Pat McAfee won, Anna Jay came in second. It wasn't close. Pat McAfee kind of ran away with it. And I think he deserves it. I disagree. And and it's, either, it's one of those two people. I agree. I, I would have gave it to... Although I think Will Hobbs is a case too. Yeah. He came in sixth of 66 votes. Dom, Dom finished higher than I thought he would. 108 votes, fourth place. That's a weird, that's a weird uh, award, by the way. Uh, ben Carter, recent WWE signing, 53 votes. Haven't seen enough of him, but I think he's good. Uh, not, not enough of him to be considered rookie of the year. I just think Pat McAfee working two matches as good as they were, I don't think that should have qualified him for but rookie of the year. Does it count? does it count him doing his other stuff, too, cutting promos for the guys who can't? But he's not a rookie at cutting promos. But he is he a cuts, rookie at wrestling. He cuts a promo. He never wrestled a match before in his life, and he had two very good ones. Yeah, and he also practiced the move for move. I, I don't think that matters. Macho, Macho Steamboat was practiced for move for move. Are we taking that out of thing? Yeah, but Macho and Steamboat didn't win Rookie of the Year for two matches. That one match of the year, I think. Probably did. It was a great match. Yeah, but I just think that's overthinking it a little. Eh, whatever. Agree to disagree. And I hope Pat does more because that, that channel misses Pat right now. Uh, where should we go to next? Let's go to... Uh, let's go to Best Gimmick. In 10th place with 23 votes, The Dark Order. I thought you were going to have a comment, but you didn't. I'm a member. I can't. I just, That's true. I, we should have been higher. Yeah, you, congratulations on placing in the observer list. We should have been higher. Ninth place, 29 votes, Eddie Kingston. What's his gimmick? He's a treat thug. <laughs> it's a gimmick. In 8th place with 30 votes, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. In 7th place with 54 votes, MJF. Wait, 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 wait. I know, that's part of the problem. I know, I know. We're going to get there later, don't worry. In seventh place with 54 votes, MJF. In sixth place with sixty with 56 votes, Kenny Omega. What's his gimmick? He got the broom girls and he, oh. he's from North Carolina. I'm, 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 I'm going to slap Justin Roberts one day. I'm not a fan of Justin Roberts. Oh, he's the worst. He's the absolute worst. In fifth place with 62 votes, Darby Allen. In fourth place, with 114 votes, Adam Page. The drunk? drunk? Yes. Okay. That's clearly a gimmick. Steve Austin did it pretty successfully. Although he wasn't an apathetic drunk. No, he wasn't an apathetic drunk. In third place, 142 votes, Roman Reigns. Okay, I like the head of the table gimmick. In second place, 167 points, Brody Lee. And in first place, with 386 votes, freshly squeezed, Orange Cassidy. I get it. The fans love him, but come on. Let's see what else we got here. Worst. We want to go right to worst gimmick. I think I want to do all the best before we do worst. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Best non wrestler. Uh, let's go to best booker. Oh, okay. I don't have. Be- I don't have the top ten for best non non wrestler. I know it's Taz, but I don't have the top ten. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate that. Taz or Heyman. 
All right, best booker. We have a top six here. Sixth place, 13 votes. Hunter Johnson, I know that you said that would have been your pick. Yeah. In fifth place, 14 votes. Paul Levesque. Fifth place, 17 votes. Sanciro Takagi. Fourth place, 22 votes. Rossi Ogawa. Third place, 37 votes. Nasawa Rage. Second place, 149 votes. Gato. And in first place with 1,022 votes, Tony Khan. <laughs> forming a pattern here. You know what? Can I say something? Sure. I think the booking's been better since he took the book, but they got to find themselves a booker. He can, they, 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 their booking is so insane sometimes, but nobody books well anymore, so I can't even complain. Uh, most underrated was Ricochet. Not even going there. I uh, believe we only have one more best we got to do, then we could get to the... Best major show. Best major show. And I got to find that real quick. Is that well? I can't find that top 10, so all right. Well, the surprise to everyone, Revolution won it. It should have. Revolution, there was, no, there was nothing better. No, I mean, I, that's kind of hard to do this year. It's kind of a little tone deaf. All right, the last you know, money, you know, WWE slash F only won that award twice. What best major show? Yep, because they're never there. WWE isn't about match quality, it, it, it isn't. Oh, I'm sorry. They won it three times. Mania 17 has to be one, right? Yep. Guess the other two. Give me the years, and I'll easily guess them. The year right after Mania 17? 2002. Okay. They won this more than I thought. Yeah, fuck off. 2008. Or 2002 SummerSlam. Yeah, that's 2008 good. WrestleMania. That was a good Mania. Uh, What was that? 24? 24, yeah. And uh, Money in the Bank 11. Mm, yeah, I knew they won it for Money in the Bank 11. So let's go to the last... I, this is a negative positive award. Most disgusting promotional tactic. We have the top seven here. This is comic. Number seven. I don't know if I'll be able to say this one with a straight face. Number seven with 17 votes. Dana White attempting to run an America, a Native American reservation show in California to get around COVID restrictions. <laughs> Who even wrote that? Did they write all of that? Well, they, they wrote it in. Did they write all of that? Number six with 19 votes. Rey Mysterio losing an eye. I mean... Number five with 21 votes, AEW restarting Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Is that really a promotional tactic, though? I don't think so, but it got 21 votes. <laughs> Number four, 48 votes, WWE running in Saudi Arabia. That should be number one. Number three, WWE stopping talent from third-party opportunities with 63 votes. Number two, 247 votes, WWE operating for months without COVID testing. Also, is that a promotional tactic? Number one with 616 votes. WWE firing people during a pandemic where they made record-setting profits. Also not a promotional tactic. Yeah, that, that's very vague. Okay, so now we'll go to the worsts. Uh, one Wing Angle won best... best uh, one Wing Angel did win one, best finishing move. And I can't agree. I don't think anybody's ever kicked out of it. Except Kota Ibushi. Except Ibushi. Most overrated. I'm sure, sure you know what promotion's running this list. Actually, there are two people not from WWE on this list, and they're both hysterical. <laughs> Number 10 with 25 votes, Charlotte Flair. We have a tie. Are coming every time. We have a tie for eighth place, 29 votes each. Seth Rollins and The Miz. What? In seventh with 36 votes, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> In sixth with 38 votes, Bill Goldberg. In fifth with 40... I don't think Goldberg's overrated. He's exactly as rated as he always was. He's a world champion. They don't think he should be a world champion anymore. <laughs> In fifth place with 43 votes, Braun Strowman. 
In f- I don't know what they fucking did to him. In fourth place with 77 votes, Nia Jax. In third place with 132 votes, King Corbin. Wait, why is she overrated? Nobody rates her. <laughs> I guess even when she's not rated, she's still rated too high. <laughs> In third place, 132 votes, King Corbin. In second place with 209 votes, Evil. <laughs> and your winner in a landslide 444 votes the fiend bray wyatt fickle let's go to worst television show we have a top five here in f- we have a tie for fifth 12 votes each 205 live in nxt 205 live i'll not tolerate that slander nope in fourth place with 14 votes, Ring of Honor. In third place with 24 votes, WWE SmackDown. In second place with 25 votes, Impact Wrestling. In first place with 1,117 votes, Raw. I'm not even disagreeing. Raw's, you, you Raw's terrible. You can't disagree with that. And I watch it every fucking week. Worst promotion of the year. Oh, I wonder who fucking won this one. In fifth place with 12 votes, New Japan Pro Wrestling. In fourth place with 19 votes, Major League Wrestling. In third place with 31 votes, Ring of Honor. In second place with 93 votes, Impact Wrestling. And in first place with 1,019 votes, World Wrestling Entertainment. They missed me. Made record profits. Record profits on the worst promotion of the year. Worst feud of the year. Tie for ninth place with 24 votes each, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. That and Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. That's not the that, same. That should be on there. They yes, exploited his drug issue. In eighth place with 30... But wait a minute. They exploited his drug issue, but there was, there was literally alcohol next to the ring when Jericho fucking was wrestling. Jericho's part of the joke, though. All right. In eighth place with 33 votes, the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. I can't slander that. <laughs> no, they're just mad because Ivar is better at basketball than all of them. In seventh place at 45 votes, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. I don't think that was that bad. The match was just a mess. In sixth place with 48 votes, WWE versus Retribution. (laughs) How that only got sixth, I don't know. In fifth place with 88 votes, Tetsuya Naito versus Evil. Not a good year for Evil. (laughs) Not a great year for Evil at all. In fourth place with 116 votes, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. I don't think that was that bad. He lost a fucking eye. It was that awful. is brutal. You that bad? <laughs> In third place with 161 votes, Lana versus Nia Jax. Okay, that makes sense. In second place, kind of a shocker considering these are the 2020 awards, and they feuded for one month in 2020, but they still got 192 votes. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Jesus. I, I, I'm pre- I mean, it ended with a homicide. I don't th- it's not even over. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to place highly in the 2021 list, too. And in first place with 301 votes, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. I can't disagree. That was awful. Worst match of the year. Eighth place, 32 votes, tooth and nail, Britt Baker versus Big Swole. Seventh place from June 21st. Jado versus Toru Yano with 41 votes. Is that really that bad? I don't know. Sixth place, 72 votes. Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. How could you, how, why could you even like, could, why could you even vote on that? Fifth place, uh, WrestleMania. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, 76 votes. 
Fourth place, WrestleMania, 114 votes, Randy Orton versus Edge. Third place, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara, September 5th, All Out, Jacksonville. Second place, 170 votes, Bill Goldberg versus The Fiend. Once again, I don't know how you could. First place, 179 votes, barely edging out Goldberg. The Fiend still gets the honor, this time with Braun Strowman. That much sucked. Uh, let's see. That match was the worst match of the year. I'm not even... We didn't do worst major wrestling show yet, did we? I don't think we... No, we definitely didn't. No. Eighth place, WWE TLC. Seventh place, WrestleMania Night 2. Sixth place, Survivor Series. Fifth place, All Out. Huh. Fourth place, Money in the Bank. Well. Third place, WrestleMania Night 1. I don't agree with that completely. Second place, The Horror Show at Extreme Rules. That one I would put up there. First place, Super Showdown. I, th I think yeah. it's the third year in a row for Super Showdown. It is. At least the second. Let us now go to Worst Gimmick. Yeah, because we're going to talk about this one for a second. In 10th place with 19 votes, Miro. In 9th place with 21 votes, The Great Okan. In 8th place with 24 votes, Lana. In 7th place with 44 votes, King Corbin. In 6th place with 45 votes, Dexter Loomis. Bullshit. In 5th place with 50 votes, Master Watto. In 4th place with 61 votes, Seth Rollins. In 3rd place with 63 votes, Alexa Bliss. Another win for The Fiend. In second, I thought she's been very good in this. In 2nd place with 116 votes, Retribution. And in first place with 470 votes, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Okay, so here, can we, can, we, can we do this now? Yeah, we can do it now. How does two people finish below him on the best gimmick voting, but he has the worst gimmick? He was eighth place in best gimmick. Yeah, but there's two people below oh, him. Oh, yeah, I, I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Well, I some people like him and some people don't. You know, so he had enough people to vote him onto the best gimmick list, but he also had enough people that fucking hated him to make him the worst gimmick. He moves the needle. He's the best gimmick. All right. So we got a couple more Let's here. Let's not even go into the book. Uh, let's see. I think it's about it, right? Mm. Yeah, that might be it. That's it. Okay. So now we're going to do this. Yeah, speak your piece, because I know this is all you. Uh, these awards are bullshit. Don't take them seriously. Never. And my thing is, I don't think... See if you can go me wrong here. I don't think Dave can say he has no hand in how these are decided. Because these are people that read The Observer, and whether you like it or not, he's their shepherd. In, for, especially for Match of the Year. So you're calling them sheep, basically. No, but it works, I guess. For, for Match of the Year, could you... He obviously pushes them in one direction, and that's fine because he, he scratches AEW's back and they scratch his, and I get that, but he's very, very pleasant to AEW, is he not? Yeah. But he's always been to the Young Bucks and shit. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. But, he, like, for match of the year, in the 36 years since WrestleMania won, Dave Meltzer has given WWE five five-star matches in total. Yeah. AEW has six in two years. Uh, Osprey has f uh, f uh, five and ten years, and Omega has uh, however many. 
So he obviously if he's writing these uh, things up on WWE matches aren't getting I'm not gonna say even fair but aren't getting the shine they deserve in some of these. I don't know. See, cause like, how many egregious misses does he have? Sean and Takers one, two Sean and Takers. You could argue two, but definitely one. At least definitely one. Uh, Cena and Styles, either one of them. I agree. Yes. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think of some right off the top of my head. But the fact you're missing obvious ones kind of proves the point. Steve Boat and Savage. Okay, yeah. Austin and Rock. Have they ever had a fantastic match? Oh, but uh, athletically, no. But 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 he has to make that a parameter. Just because it doesn't, the match shouldn't be judged on how many fucking Hurricane Ranas are in it. But can you say? Can you say that my point is? He says he's all right in writing. Okay, it's not me, but he's wrong. He he leads them. He leads them onto the shield, and these awards technically are most anti WWE. And what's the one fucking promotion that hasn't gone anywhere and only has gone up since then? WWE only gone up. Profits wise, yes. Yeah, profits wise. That's all that matters. But do you do you understand what I'm trying to say? He him he that, cannot be that, possibly he cannot be 100 percent absolved in all of this because he leads them. He's very kind to AEW, very kind, and and if he can't not be the a number one voice in wrestling media. Well, whether we like it or not, he is. He's the most prominent without without saying that he at least his writing has a way in how these people vote. These awards mean fucking nothing, and watching Twitter was fun. Right, but so like, like, how does AEW dark finish above SmackDown? How? So, so your theory works if you're saying that everyone who reads the Observer is sheep and can't think for themselves. Because he clearly does. He's favorable to AEW. <clears throat> but you think, like, if you're paying money to subscribe to the Observer, obviously you're going to take what they say into account. Yes. But if you don't like what you like, there's no help in you. You know what I mean? But he's telling you what to like. That doesn't mean you listen. Like, but you, people listen. But that, that's not the point. You're, whether having so, you're your calling, so you're saying having, the subscribers of the Observer are sheep. I'm assuming all wrestling fans are. Me, me and you included. But I just don't think he can say these are all fan voting based on his writing and say that he's completely absolved from it. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm trying to think of a way to articulate this. Whether you have the choice to be a sheep or not, or whether you have the choice to like or not, or, like or not he's telling what you like. And, and these cannot be like the actual wrestling awards when he's telling you what to like and you're voting on them. Strictly, look at the just for the weekly show at all. Like, how the fuck does being the elite goddamn win? Why is it even a fucking option? He needs. I told you, I've him five times. I'm okay. I'm okay with him voicing, but he has to set parameters and he has to change it. Or and I just I don't know. It it, all this pissed me off. (laughs) So I mean, there are definitely some things I didn't agree with, but I, I, I don't know. It's. I don't think they don't matter. I think it. But the thing is, they do matter. They do. I'm I know it, they does, it does matter. It they do matter. A, but they, he has to tighten all this shit up if he wants them to matter. No, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. It gives you a landscape of what wrestling fans are, are thinking, and it's no secret that people are really down on WWE and really high on AEW. I think that's. I I, I, I oversimplified. I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, but I don't think you need to dig deep into this. But, but these can't be the awards. If, if, like, they're fan-voted awards. They, but, they, they, but they can. They're fan-voted awards where they write in, you know what? 
have him put out fucking options. That's the, I'd be okay with it if he did it then. They're fan voting awards. But then, but then it's his bias if he wants to include someone as an option. Include everything. Don't even give it, don't even give so it. So it's a write-in. If you're including everything, it's a write-in. No, it isn't. It's a, no, it isn't. The Golden Globes, the Golden Globes have options. Every other award show has options. Give some people options so they're all not writing in the same fucking thing. But then if he doesn't give WWE as an option for best promotion, people will get pissed off because they want to well, vote for it. That's just the fucking cross he has to bear. That, that, I'm sorry. I think that causes more problems than doing it this way. No, it doesn't. No, it okay, doesn't. it's... Agree <sighs> to dis- I don't, I'm not going to change your mind. I agree to disagree then. I just... I, all of this made me tired. All of this made me tired. I, I do think worst promotion probably should be wor- renamed like worst creative. Because if, if you want to say that either ethically or creatively, WWE was the worst promotion of the year, I could buy that. I could buy that a thousand percent. WWE had a shitty 2020, both creatively and ethically. I mean, they're on, they've been doing bad ethically for a while. They've won most disgusting promotional tactic, like six years in a row. Um, but I don't understand how you can say the company that just licensed out its network rights, not even sold them, just licensed out their network rights. To for the largest bil- media conglomerate in the world. To, for a billion dollars, I don't understand how you could say that's the worst promotion when there are promotions that this pandemic put out of business aren't they the worst promotions because they don't exist anymore i don't think dave expected to have all this happen with these awards but he's got to change something for next year or these awards are not going to matter he's not going i don't think he has to but if if he wants these awards to matter whether he does or doesn't they do well uh, and he knows that and so he, you just said it they do no matter what he does they'll matter they, they matter but I, I, I think that there needs to be a little more parameters for voting if these are going to be the A number one awards in wrestling. I'm sorry. Also, if, if the worsts are going to cause this much controversy, why even have them? Like, why? Controversy creates cash. Why do we need to know who, who, why do we need worst gimmick? You know what I mean? Why do we need, and this isn't me being like cancel culture snowflake, uh, we can't, everyone needs a participation trophy. I'm just saying, like, if you see the shitstorm that all these worst categories are causing, why even have like what good is it doing? No, yeah, well, yeah what good is it? Meltzer's just justi- we took the worst out of our shows. Meltzer's justification was that it gives a wake up call to people who win them. WWE won like every worst category. I don't think they care. They don't. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just I just didn't expect me this tired overall. But this. then I guess if if but if, like I'm being a little bit critical too because I think there was only one choice for woman of the year and she won. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I just a lot of this rubbed me the wrong way. I will say most of the awards I for the majority of them I thought the people that should have won them won. Them. I would have voted the fiend as worst gimmick this year. It's not necessarily his fault, but the lack of fans made them do the goofiest shit with the fiend. That's not Bray Wyatt. That's not Wyndham Rotunda's fault that yeah. this happened, but he was the worst gimmick in 2020. Now, do you think this was all well calmed down after if we get like if we get back to somewhat normalcy in wrestling this year? Do you mean like the or will there, or, I don't know? Do you mean like the talk or yeah, just the talk, dude? Something like, something will happen on Raw tonight that'll piss everyone off and everyone will forget about these dumb awards. I don't think so. These are staying around. I. Oh, they'll, it'll come back next year when the same thing happens again and AEW sweeps every a- yep. major category. I mean, it's going to... But I don't think in June people are still going to be talking about the 2020 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. I sure hope not. It was, exer- it was exhausting doing it for three days. Last year, AEW won a shit ton of awards and, you know, it was a shit storm for a couple days. And Yeah, I guess you're right. So that was all the awards. Uh, coming up next, we will have a Revolution prediction show. Stay tuned. 
So, AEW Revolution will be on a Sunday for the first time for an AEW pay-per-view. Daily's Place, Jacksonville, Florida, March 7th, 2021. It'll be Sting's first match since Night of Champions in 2015. A WWE pay-per-view making the big jump. So, let us start eight matches on the card as of we as of the time we are recording. A lot of matches. Let us start with a casino tag team battle royale for a future AEW tag team championship match. There's still like 16 teams that still need to be announced for this tournament, but so far we have Bear Country, who are Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson. Versus Your early low seeds for, for the Minkai Classic this year. Versus the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Versus the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Versus the Inner Circle, Santana Ortiz. Versus the Butcher and the Blade. Versus Private Party. Versus Top Flight. And a whole bunch of teams that haven't been announced yet. Who you got and why? This goddamn match. Reynolds and Silver. That was going to be my pick, too. Ren they have to, right? Yeah, I, I think so. This goddamn match. Let us now move on to Miro and Kip Sabian taking on Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor in a tag team contest. Who you got and why? Miro and Kip Sabian. I got Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Good God. Babyface has got to go over in this angle. Fair enough. There's no babyfaces in the heels. Yeah, I guess you're right. Let's go now to the face of the Revolution ladder match. They go for a lot of weird gimmicky names. <laughs> Cody Rhodes with bitter old man Arn Anderson? Yeah, well, we didn't talk about that, we didn't, Arn. We didn't talk about that. Come on, Arn. Tighten your shit up. Versus Scorpio Sky. Versus Penta El Zero Miedo. Versus Lance Archer with bitter old man Jake Roberts. <laughs> bitter old man Jake Roberts. Versus the winner of 10 versus Max Caster. And one more Surprise. Okay. Spoiler alert for my pick. It's neither one of those two... <laughs> Well, who do you think is going to win the qualifier? I'm going 10. I'm going 10. Versus a man to be named by Tony Khan later who may or may not be Ethan Page. If it's not Ethan Page, who do you think it is? I have no clue. <laughs> if it's not Ethan Page, I really have no clue. Paul White. <laughs> yes, because when I think face of the revolution, I'm thinking Paul White, the big show. That's the part of that. You think ladder match. You're thinking the big show. So he got one of this thing. I'm going Scorpio Sky. Uh, yeah, it has to be Scorpio, but I can also see Penta winning. I can see Penta also winning, too. I'm going to go with Scorpio, but I think it's Scorpio or Penta, but I'm going to go with Scorpio. Let's go. Or you know what? Fuck it. Or it's Cody. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Cody. Up next, the big money match. The winner receives the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings. The fuck is the show? <laughs> Adam Page. I didn't realize this show was as much of a mess. Adam Page taking on Matt Hardy. Of course it's going to be Adam Page. Yeah. If, if, Adam, if it's not, I'm going to have a serious problem. If Adam Page loses this match, I will... I'll get branded. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I will do a full Kane. I'll read the whole Kane book live if Adam Page loses this match. Oh, God. And that sounds terrible. That does sound That so sounds like it's the worst that does form of entertainment in history. I'm winning an Observer Award next year for worst overall show if that happens. Um... Singles match to the AW Women's title. Akaru Shida versus the winner of the Women's Tournament, which we're going to assume is going to be Yuka Sasazaki. It's time. Whoever, whoever, no matter if... Really? Yeah. I don't think she's the one. I think Shida retains. Then, then what? I don't know. That's not my problem. You're right. It's not. But I'm going to go with the, whoever the, the... I'm going to go with the challenger. The Young Bucks. Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson 
Taking on the inner circle, Chris Jericho and MJF with Wardlow, AW World Tag Titles in the line. Who you got and why? I got Jericho and MJF. Ooh, that'd be a mistake. It, I, 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 it would be a mistake. It'd be a big mistake, but I think they're going to win. I'm going with the Bucks. I I don't think Jericho and MJF are the right guy, especially when it seems like the, the deal is that <laughs> uh, MJF is going to take over the inner circle and turn Jericho babyface. They, but don't you think they're like, oh, they need the titles to do that? I don't think they need the titles. I don't think they do. I think, do you think, I think, I'm thinking what they are thinking. I, they should absolutely not win this match. I just think they're going to. I think Jericho is going to eat the pin and it's going to piss MJF off and that's going to plant the seed. Or reverse, depending on how far they want to go with Jericho. Well, MJF has to be the one to turn on him, so I, I don't know. No. no, whatever. Street fight. Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky. There's a lot of gimmick matches on this show. Is there just is there a regular singles match? The Page and Hardy's a regular singles match with the I, I the money's on the line, yeah. but still, and the tag title match are just a regular tag match. And Cassidy and Taylor versus Sabian and Miro. <laughs> so a street fight. Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks with Taz taking on Darby Allen and Sting. And this match is not what we thought it was going to be a few weeks ago. Seems like it's going to be a full-blown street fight. Who you got and why? I don't know who I got. What? Sting, Sting is not losing his first match. Yeah, right? That's, that's, that's yes. the right way to go, right? Sting and Team Taz shouldn't lose either, but they're go- Ricky Starks is in this match to, to eat a coffin drop and a 1-2-3. You're right. You're right, they are. Uh, yeah, Darby Allen and Sting. Yeah. And the main event... Something I didn't oh, think God. I'd something I didn't think I'd ever forgot say. this was a I forgot we got this far with the gimmick matches. We forgot we forgot the gimmick match. An exploding barbed wire death match for the AW World Championship. Kenny Omega with Don Callis taking on John Moxley. Omega. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate every second of this match. Hey, I'm I'm going into it with an open mind. Me too, but I'm just <laughs> but you are you said you're gonna but I know I'm gonna hate it. On a scale of 1 to 10, considering you have to spend 60, well, 30, because we'll split it, but considering you have to actually spend money on this show, what is your excitement? Six, I don't know. Nothing really here jumps out at me. I'm, Honest to God. The ladder match would probably be the best match. I'm curious to see who the sixth guy is. Yeah, the ladder match I'm interested in. I'm curious. I'm, Everything I'm, else is very predictable. I, but I'm curious to see how Sting does. Yeah, that's true, too. The but these, main, are just, these are just parts of the matches. I'm, the none, main event has me morbidly curious. Yes, I'm scared and curious. But, like, neither one of us like that kind and of I'm wrestling. Not, and so. I'm not going to lie. I want to see this battle royal. <laughs> I want to see this battle royal. Yes. Yeah, it, it has it, all the ingredients to be a disaster. <laughs> and I want to see it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, God, the six. I'm going to go a 7.25. Wait a minute, you already get you. You already you already know the rating for the main event from Meltzer. Uh, I see what you did there. So yeah, that's Revolution. We'll talk all about it next week after it happens. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> I, I I think it'll I'm be excited. an eventful show. It will be eventful, but you can see this show has a lot of recipes for disaster, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, this 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 show could this show can be great and this show can be terrible. The main event is either going to be the hokiest thing on the planet or the most dangerous wrestling match in mainstream television in years. Possibly both. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm curious. I want to see what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm morbidly curious. Although, listening to Excalibur describe it last Wednesday made me not <laughs> never want to watch wrestling again. <laughs> no, he won Best Announcer. Fuck you, Excalibur. He did win Best Announcer. Even, and Michael Cole won Worst Announcer. I did the same. They're, no, they are not. They are about the opposite. You're right. Cole's better. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of either man. Oh, yeah. I agree. 
But thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week, and hopefully both John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Oh, at least, well, hopefully John Moxley's still alive. Wow. So we'll. Wow. We will talk to you next week. Wow. Thank you for listening. Just going out on that. Huh? Oh, absolutely going out on that. I'm just kidding. Hopefully they're both okay. It's just that match scares me. Yeah. Especially with one guy who does death matches, who's known for him, and one guy who's certainly not. And Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega. <laughs> so uh, I'm really curious. So we'll see you next week. We'll talk about it. Yes, yeah. It should be fun. <laughs>